Hello and welcome to the podcast Big Thoughts Small Sides, where I interview some of the best coaches in the game to delve into their coaching minds and find their use of small-sided games in their elite performance environment. However, today's interview is slightly different, as today's interview is with current Wigan Athletic player Tom Pearce. I've wanted to interview a player for quite a while now to get an even broader perspective of what small-sided games means to different people in different positions within elite sport. As we have covered first-team managers, academy directors, FA tutors, rugby and also basketball coaches. Today I'm looking into how Tom as a player perceives small-sided games in the elite performance environment of first-team football, having worked under managers such as Marcelo Bielsa. Tom joined Leeds in 2014, but has since moved on to Wigan Athletic, whilst also playing for the England national team at under-21 level. This should be a really intriguing and thought-provoking conversation. Before we jump into the conversation, however, if you would like to follow the, the journey of the Big Thoughts Small Sides podcast and blog, follow my WordPress blog page, Big Thoughts Small Sides. Without further ado, here's the interview. So what do you believe the benefit of small sided games are for your team or as a player, just for yourself? Uh, I think sharpness. Um, obviously, pre-season and stuff, um, the more beneficial getting your fitness up. Um, and then through the season, it's just more, more a bit of fun and team banding and um, just sharpness and quick touches and having a picture in your head, head really. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, so you kind of just touched on it then about a bit of fun and enjoyment at the end of a session or something. But apart from kind of on the ball purposes, you know, obviously a technical work and that, why else would you use small-sided games for stuff like team building, like you mentioned? Yeah, uh, we use them. Um, well, every every week um, at Wigan, uh, just for like you just said, then team bonding and um, just just a bit of a um, bit of togetherness and communication skills and stuff like that come into it. Um, obviously, it's a smaller pitch, so everyone's compact. Um, so it's just about working as a team, really. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's great. Um, do you believe that they can be translated into the bigger game? If so, kind of why? Yeah, um, obviously the, um, the small-sided games, like I just said, help communication and help you touch. So when you take that into the game on a Saturday, for example, um, the skills what you use in a small-sided game can come out come out on the 11 sides. Um, so like the touches and, and just like spatial awareness, it seems when you play 11v11, um, it seems a lot easier when you do small-sided through the week. Yeah. Perfect. Um, just kind of off topic. Um, so, would you in your small sided games? Would you partner as a left back? Would you work with the centre half and the left mid, or would you sometimes, you know, be being a team with the right mid and the striker? You know, is it kind of just varied, or is there a bit of a structure? You know, the back four might be a one team, and the attackers might be another team. It varies. So sometimes um, you do attack versus defence. So obviously, I'm a defender. I'm a left back, so I'll be defending um, as a, as a back four unit. Yep. Maybe two cents against um, a front three, and then whoever's behind. Or if you do a normal small sided game, um, it'll be mix and match, but it'll be structured. So, yeah, like two fielders, striker, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, are they a small, a small sided games? Are they kind of a common theme in of weekly training schedules? Are they? Depends on the manager. Um, so when I was at Leeds, we never ever played a small sided game. Right. When I've been to England, we do we do a lot of them, and at Wigan now, um, yeah. 
a weekly thing. Just kind of kind of touching on what you said then, obviously going from different clubs, going to England, was that was that kind of so that, you know, if there's new lads coming in for the first time or, you know, everyone's getting to know each other, they haven't seen each other in a while, you know, you get to chat and, and, and start to work together again? Yeah, um, well, obviously, when you first go to England, um, you, you know people from playing against them and stuff, but you don't know them personally. That's, that's good to get to know them. Um, and then as the season goes on, and it's more or less the same, the same squad. It just brings everyone, everyone closer. Yeah, perfect. Um, looking at kind of a managerial point of view, and obviously from your personal point of view as a player, where would you say that they rank on on kind of priority um, within a training week? So where would small sided games kind of rank in priority? Um, I wouldn't say they're important just for the. Um, Football side of things, but I wouldn't say I'd say like the shape and the tactics are more important than the small sided. Yeah, would you say that the the shape and tactics and obviously the analysis side of the game? Would you say that how much would you say maybe do double double the small double the time on that rather than the small sided games? Or uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, so normally two two days leading into a game, you'll do shape and you'll do tactics and set pieces and all that. Yeah. The small side, more or less, the start of the week's like the Monday to Tuesday, um, yeah. day off Wednesday, build to the game Thursday, Friday. Perfect, great stuff. Um, do you believe that the small side of games have benefit for technical and tactical development? Obviously, it's only a, a smaller pitch and there's, there's less numbers, but it, from a tactical point of view, is there you know, room for development in there? Definitely, it makes you think quicker. Um, more one-touch stuff, two-touch stuff, one-twos, uh, sharpness, turning, everything. It's yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of off topic. Does it? So, say if you're playing, I don't know, three v three in training, and then go out on a match day. Do you feel that you've kind of seen? You you might be stuck in a bit of a three v three scenario. Do you ever feel like you can work your way out of it because you've rehearsed that through these little games that you play, or is it more that you've just played loads of matches over time and you can kind of pick out a bigger scale 11 v 11 pitch? I think it's a bit of both. Obviously, when you're doing a small side, you get a pitch in your head in a tight situation and stuff. So when it comes to the game on a Saturday, I wouldn't say you're used to it, but like you kind of know. Yeah. You kind of know them situations if you get yourself into one. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. Um Kind of, if you were to pick up one key reason for, for using small sided games, you know, specifically for yourself, why would you use them? Like I've said before, the communication skills obviously are vital in, in football nowadays. Um, if you don't communicate, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Uh, Did you feel like that's where it's improved you most, or, uh, you know, uh, just talking about yourself now? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the small sided games help me. Help me communicate um, just with other people. Um, so you got your left mid, the centre back, the, the centre mid. Just communicate as like a a team. Yeah, a team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what what type of player do you believe benefits most from the small sided games? You know, is it the, the smaller technical lads or you know the big centre half? You've got to get a bit quicker with the feet. It benefits everyone. Obviously, the strikers for the, the quick, sharp finishing, the defenders like for changing direction, jockeying, changing, changing, um, 
changing direction and stuff like that. And then the midfielders, like box to box, recognising when to go, when to stay off. The wingers, tuck inside, stay wide. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what do you believe is crucial to being successful in these small side of games? If you ever have a tournament or you know you have a match, what do you believe is kind of really crucial that you make sure you all do and it you know helps you be successful during the games? Um, I say staying structured. Once you're you're running around chasing shadows, then it's going to be tough to to win them games. But if you stay stay structured and just stay to what you do, then um, then yeah, I yeah. I feel that benefits you the most. Would you say that's kind of you can you're able to kind of then take that to the bigger game where you know you might you might be a bit more structured and you know you a runner might pass across you and you push him onto your centre half or you know you're not just following yourself then. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, obviously, in small sided games, people run, people run all, all over the place, which is which is hard to deal with if you're in a a big game. Um, so we've played a couple of games this season where the wingers and the strikers interchange, and it's just about passing it on, which yeah. comes out in the small sided. Yeah, and I think it kind of refers back to what you were saying before again about that about communication. How important that is, you know, in a bigger game when there's a bit of an audience as well. It, you know, you're able to communicate loud and clear that, you know, the, the left wing is coming onto your toes or whatever. Yeah, um, well, obviously, on Saturdays when the when the crowds are big and the noise is loud, even not so much, it's hard to hear people sometimes. So more like hand signals and yeah, stuff. Even that, even that helps massively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, do you notice that coaches step in during the small side of games, or is it are they just letting you free play? Uh, it changes. Sometimes they'll step in um, if they see something which they're not happy with or think they can improve, then they'll step in. Or if they're happy with what's going on, then just let let it play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what do you notice, say if, say, if you're playing a different opposition, obviously you'll play a different opposition every week, but in terms of kind of how that's laid out in small-sided games, does it ever change? Say if you're playing a team that likes to play long, you know, will will the um, the dimensions of the pitch be thinner and longer, or you know, if a team likes to play out, will it be quite wide? Is is there um, ever any change? Yeah. Uh, not so much in small sided games, but when when it's not when I say small sided games, I mean like five sides or whatever. Yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. say eight nine sides and we're and we're leading up to the game, um, if a team goes long, then We'll make the pitch longer if they play like to play wide. We'll make it wider but shorter. So it's just it's just working on what the other team is and how they're gonna play and how we're gonna play, and then we can bring it all together. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Just one last question, um, kind of tailored towards you as a player. Throughout going through the you know the youth ranks and and working your way up and through the you know through the scholarship system, did this small sided games ever were they always go kind of a a consistent thing throughout your journey or is it is yeah. something that's recently came in no ever since I was a young kid uh, coming through the academy it's been well as a kid it's just mainly every every training session is small sided um, and then get older so like under 18s and onwards to small sided but it's more like I said before small sided to come at the start of the week yeah and then I, you get up the leagues and up the as you get older and older, then it starts becoming more of a, a less occurring sport at the start of the week and then leading up to the game, it's more 
on a game because you're obviously fighting for the three points. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that's a must. Obviously, that's the biggest change, isn't it? Going through, going from kind of a scholarship under 15, 16 to then scholar pushing first team is is that three points and a win is there for you as well, isn't it? It's not just about your kind of development anymore. Yeah, well, it's always important to win three points, but obviously when the league starts coming at under 18 level, it's it's important. And then when you make that step up to first team, which is a massive step, then obviously it's even more important because you're fighting for uh, the club, the fans, yourself, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What I found interesting about that conversation with Tom was that he found that 11v11 seems easier after using small-sided games as there's now more increased space and decision-making time. Whereas in small-sided games, it's intense in short spaces, where at the elite level, decision and skill execution has to be almost automatic and subconscious. As well as this, I really like the idea that they practice game-realistic tactical practices through the use of constraints within small-sided games. For example, defending as a back four as this gives the players an opportunity to experience similar situations they will encounter on the pitch in a competitive game. Moving on, Tom discussed how small-sided games use as a basic top-up of skills and tactics. So that's the same as Troy Cully, who also mentioned how they can be used to top up basic skills, whereas other practices had a tailored focus of the session. For example, shape sessions. So there's a clear distinction and objective of each coaching method which allows the players to recognise what they're doing today and what to expect. Finally, Tom highlighted the change from development to winning. This can be promoted through training and emphasis. This is great for coaches to hear, in my opinion, as this shows that coaches can replicate match competitiveness through training and start to change the behaviours of the players from development to winning. However, in my current setting, the focus is solely on development, so it's crucial to recognise when and where encouraging winning at all costs is appropriate and applicable. I'm intrigued to try and consider what a player sees when they play small-sided games after speaking to Tom and how I can adapt my sessions to maximise them after mine and Tom's conversation, such as using them for basic skill development or tactical development, as well as using small-sided games to replicate match day scenarios and intensities that the players will experience, so that when it comes to a match, they're not entering an environment they've never experienced before. I'm looking forward to applying some of these core themes to my training in order to develop my professional repertoire. Thanks for listening to the Big Thoughts Small Sides podcast. Be sure to follow the journey on my WordPress blog and also the podcast which you can find on Spotify and Apple Music.